You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. It's quite an exciting week in college basketball. Finally got Drake back on the court with some action. Um, definitely two good games there. So take a look at all that. Get you caught up on the college basketball world as well as some games um, that are taking place over the weekend. As well as take a little bit of a look at um, what's happening in this NFL dead week between the Super Bowl. Um, just kind of look at some of that. But before we get into all of that news and picks and whatnot, let's take a little bit of a look at how um, the picks did last or last week, this week, um, the last three days that is. Um, starting out on Tuesday when the last podcast was um, released, we first game we had, we had SMU plus two versus Memphis. Now, SMU looked very good um, early on in this game. Unfortunately, they ended up losing um, and ended up losing by force, not covering that two-point spread, lose 76-72. to 72. Um, Alex Locksman puts up 14 points for Memphis off the bench, had a huge game out of him. I mean, it really came down to SMU turning the ball over when they really shouldn't have, you know. Um, 17 turnovers for SMU in this game. Memphis only 12 turnovers. So, just not a great game from SMU. Um, not a great closeout, that is, from SMU. Definitely had a good start, but, um, you know, SMU is one of those teams that's kind of, <laughs> kind of was fun to, or I don't know, fun to watch. I guess fun to watch, yeah, um, early on in the season, but has been struggling a little bit more as of late. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, if anything happens to them or what their, what their postseason looks like this year. Um, the next game we had, um, was a game that I've been waiting <laughs> nearly three weeks to watch them play again, and that was Drake versus Missouri State. Drake three and a half point favorites in this game. Um, Drake ends up winning sixty eight to sixty one. Now it definitely wasn't the <laughs> the greatest of games. Um, this Tuesday game for Drake, uh, they were down by like twenty at the half. End up coming. I don't know if it was quite that. It was in the teens for sure, but down double digits for sure. Um, at the half, end up coming back. Um. At the end of the game, or in the second half, that is, had a monster opening second half there. Ended up winning um, by seven and covering that three and a half points bed. Roman Penn puts up 20 points for Drake in this outing. And it really does come down. Missouri State just really struggled to shoot the three in this game. Only hit 12.5% of their shots from beyond the arc. While Drake, 28.6% shot or percent of their shots from beyond the arc. So, um, Drake <laughs> continues their winning ways on Tuesday, getting that win for us. Um, and then our final game on Tuesday... Um, a little bit of a dis- definitely a disappointing loss here. We had Georgia Tech plus five versus Duke. Now Georgia Tech, I I don't know how they didn't cover this game. Um, well, I do know how they didn't cover this game. End up losing by seven points, seventy-five to sixty-eight. Um, and it really comes down to Georgia Tech missed the rebound on the back end of a one and one. Um, for Duke, Duke gets the rebound, gets more points on the board. Um, just gets gets too far ahead for Georgia Tech to really do anything. Um, it really, it really just comes down to Georgia Tech missing a couple mistimed rebounds late in the game that led to second chance points for Duke. You know, Duke out rebounded them amazingly in this game, forty three to twenty eight. Um, so end up losing that one. End up going one and two for Tuesday's picks. Um, however, on Wednesday we did do a little bit better. Um, we didn't start out great. We started out with Virginia Tech not looking or Virginia Tech, Notre Dame not looking good against Virginia Tech. We had Notre Dame minus one and a half in that game. Um, Virginia Tech rolls them that entire game, 62 to 51. Um, Nayam Allen puts up 15 points and five assists for Virginia Tech in this one. Um, you know, Virginia Tech didn't shoot lights out or anything in this game. 40, 40.3% from the field compared to Notre Dame's 30.5, um, 35.7% from the field. They definitely played better. 
Um, definitely did more to deserve to win this game. So end up losing the first game there. Um, but it did turn around for us a little bit. Second game, we had uh, Ole Miss taken on Arkansas. Arkansas minus 5.5 in this game. Definitely Arkansas puts a beat down um, on Ole Miss, 74 to 59. JD Note puts up 19 points for Arkansas in this game. And Arkansas did a great job shooting the three, 41.2% from beyond the arc. And Ole Miss on the other hand did absolutely horrible, 6.3% from beyond the arc. When you're shooting single digits um, from three, you're not going to win basketball games, not in this day and age. That's just that's just not a stat that maybe Virginia could do it once in a while but with their great defense. But that's, that's not something that they're going to do, um, missing that many threes. So pretty easy win for Arkansas on that one. Um, and then final game we had, we had Drake once again <laughs> playing Missouri State, played back-to-back games. Um, like uh, like the whole Missouri Valley is doing this year. But Drake minus three and a half again in this one. A little bit tighter of a game um, in this one. Um, a little bit more high scoring it too. Drake ends up winning 78 to 73. Um, Shaquem Hintpill puts up 24 points for Drake. And this really comes down to a Drake dunk at the end of the game that sealed it for him. Um, that got him enough points to stay above, above the cover um, there. Um, so just a great... Not a great, I don't know, definitely wasn't a great game by Drake. I mean, Missouri State is a good team only. <laughs> I mean, they have three losses now, but two of them were the last two days to Drake. So, um, Drake did shoot pretty good in this game, though. 47.8% from the field. Missouri State only 357 from the field. So, um, definitely, I mean, Drake is just a team that I got to keep rolling with. Two more wins <laughs> just to add to the card. I think I'm 9-0 and on the season. One of bet against Drake. Drake themselves is 13-0. and against the spread on the season and they're 15 and 0 as a, as a team in college basketball so um drake is a good college basketball team it'll be interesting to see what happens when they run into loyola chicago here in a few weeks um if they can stay undefeated um and against the spread undefeated until then but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there um moving on to t- thursday's picks i'm um, actually recording this pretty early on thursday so not um those games not gonna be able to be done the villanova yukon game on thursday did end up getting postponed so no action on that one um, but the other game we had on Thursday, we had Belmont minus six versus Austin P. So whatever ends up happening in that game, make sure you check up on the website um, to see the results in that one. Um, but yeah, that about wraps that up for the um, last week in college basketball picks. Um, let's get into a little bit of what's been happening in the NFL since Tuesday. Um, last night, the Texans found their head coach, end up having hiring David Cole. Cole, Cole yeah, I don't know how to say that. I'm sure I said that wrong. I'm not not good with names, but they end up hiring him, um, which was kind of you know is a whatever hire. Don't know who it is. Honestly, I don't really know many of the head coaches besides Robert Salah and uh, um, Urban Meyer. I don't know. I don't know that I could even uh, give you the names of all the head coaches that were hired. Um, but it, one thing that is kind of shocking. Um, that, <laughs> that this, this does is the Chiefs now going to their back to back Super Bowls. You know, they'll be playing in a Super Bowl in a week and they retain once again all of their head coaches, all of their front office. Like they don't lose anyone. Um, which is absolutely insane to me. You know, I thought BNME should have probably got hired somewhere last year. Definitely should have got hired somewhere this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets hired next year, what's going on with BNME there. Um, <laughs> as far as head coaching nods go. Um, but this kind of solidified that the Texans are going to be, well, I guess that Deshaun Watson will be parting ways with the Texans. Um, you know, news reports coming out that he has officially requested a trade. And honestly, I don't know. I don't even, I don't know who 
I don't know who's going to trade for Deshaun Watson. You know, I've seen rumors. You know, the Jets have some rumors out there. The Bears have rumors out there, which the Bears sort of make sense. Um, but I don't know that they would do that. You know, and it's like the the Dolphins, I are they really going to move on from Tua that quickly? Personally, I wouldn't move on from Tua. You know, if I'm the Jets, I, I don't know that I... I mean, the Jets might honestly be the best landing case for J- Deshaun Watson. Um, but it's just it's just such a weird situation. I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, definitely, definitely going to be something to watch. Um, so yeah, I'll see that. We also though, yesterday had Jason Witten announce his retirement from the NFL and up signing a one day contract with the Cowboys to retire as a Cowboy. Um, so we've had quite a few kind of big time retirements this season. Um, you know, Jason Witten and Greg Olson, two uh, tight ends retired just in the past week. We also, you know, um, have uh, uh, Philip Rivers and. I'm forgetting Drew Brees, <laughs> all four of them retiring. So it'll be very interesting to see what the what the Hall of Fame class is going to look like in four years. And, you know, we still have quite a few players out there who, you know, potentially haven't said they're haven't haven't confirmed that they're coming back. You know, Larry Fitzgerald um, hasn't confirmed he's coming back to play next year. Um, and honestly, this is one of the few times where, <laughs> as a Cardinals fan, I honestly don't know if he's coming back. You know, most years it's, it feels like he'll probably come back and keep playing. But after this season, you know, he didn't have the greatest season in the world. Granted, a lot of that was due because, you know, he had DeAndre Hopkins on the team now. So he's not going to lead the team in everything anymore. But only one touchdown on the season for Larry Fitzgerald. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not he comes back. Um, and also Big Ben up in Pittsburgh, which actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> Pittsburgh might be a good landing spot for Deshaun Watson if Big Ben um, decides to retire. But who knows about that? But another quarterback who... Um, <laughs> who is looking for a new team, would be Matt Stafford. Um, he seems like, I mean, the Colts, um, he's, he's like said that he's interested in the Colts or whatever. I've seen some stuff. And it kind of makes sense for the Colts, honestly. Um, I think both parties, that would probably be a good fit, having Matt Stafford in New Indianapolis. So um, have to wait and see uh, what happens with all of that. But um, not a whole lot of NFL news, you know, <laughs> kind of just a, a little bit of a slower week, some some random offseason stuff, you know, got some senior bowl stuff happening. Um, Devonta Smith, I did see he um, didn't wait in at the senior bowl, but you know, all that, re- all that, I was gonna say recruiting, more scouting stuff and all that combine stuff and just whatever before the draft. It's kind of, kind of just a lot of noise until, <laughs> until the draft actually gets here. So um, yeah, that about wraps that up as far as NFL news goes for this week. Um, so let's get a little bit into college basketball, the heart of the podcast these days, college basketball. Um, starting out, the selection committee has been kind of making some noise here the last few days. Um, one thing they said the other day, um, a couple days ago, they had announced that the, the tournament, there won't be tournament postponed or delayed because positive te- or positive player tests are out or players are out or teams have to be out. So this would make me think that, you know, if we end up having a a Gonzaga Baylor national championships or something and, you know, Jalen Suggs and like half of Gonzaga is out that they're just going to keep playing the tournament, which makes sense. That's what they should do. Shouldn't you can't pander to certain teams and not pander to other ones. Um, But it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if an entire team, um, how an entire team handles like positive tests, like in the early rounds, and I don't know, I don't know what the protocol is going to be, um, like with all the other, with like all the conferences coming together, you know, for example, for example, like Boston University wearing masks on the court, you know, the Big Ten, um, they they have a way stricter policies as guarding like how long you got to sit out before you can come back and like negative tests and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see 
how that um, intertwines with, you know, interconference play um, and all of that and whatnot. But I will say, I can say with 100% certainty, there will be some sort of <laughs> NCAA tournament this year. And I can guarantee that because <laughs> there was like something like 60 billion or not. That sounds too high, but something like that. Something <laughs> crazy like that, that the NCAA lost um, last year for not playing March Madness. So definitely they need a conference tournament this year. Um, and it's also, it, it'll be interesting that they're, that I did see also today that they're going to be meeting here in the next few days um, to discuss what tournament, uh, conference tournament opt-outs are going to look as far as teams getting into the tournament, um, which is definitely a, a very valid question. You know, we already saw, I mean, this is kind of separate case, but we saw the Ivy League already, well, they're not playing basketball this year, so they already have an extra at-large bid, um, but how's it going to work? If, for example, I don't know, the Missouri Valley didn't play a conference tournament. You know, you have Drake and Louisville, Chicago, um, both. Who gets the auto bid? Um, and, and you could say that it's the whoever wins just like the regular season conference. But you do have ties in the regular season. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see what the official ruling is on that. Um, honestly, whatever they end up doing is fine. It, it, it really doesn't matter how they do it as long as they're consistent um, and, and do it all the same way. It, it really should be a fine system. Um, but speaking of Drake, oh boy, Drake is finally back, finally, 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 after about three weeks of not having Drake to bet on, um, the money printers <laughs> start going again, um, you know, Drake's these last two days, well, Drake this whole season, printing more money than the federal government, um, it seems like, they just keep winning basketball games, keep covering spreads, um, you know, they haven't all been pretty, had a lot of close games as far as against the spread, not necessarily <laughs> points, but they just keep covering, just keep covering. They're 13-0 against the spread this season, 15-0 on the year, um, and I think I'm 9-0 this season when betting on Drake, so um, Drake's just a fun team to watch. I think they take the Missouri Valley. It'll be interesting to see what happens when they ha when they meet up with Loyola Chicago here in a couple weeks, um, especially having to play them on back-to-back -back nights. If they can if they can win both those games, um, Drake deserves everything that they get um, in the Missouri Valley, so definitely be interesting to see there. But a couple of big games that we had over this past week, um, one kind of bigger one in the Big 12, we had Oklahoma um, taking on Texas. Texas, you know, Shaka Smart um, out um, well, because of a positive test isolated from the team. Um, Texas ends up losing by one to Oklahoma, which is by no means a bad loss, especially without your head coach. Um, it's kind of expected something like that. But it'll be interesting to see how Texas can bounce back um, without Shaka Smart here for the next few games um, and really what happens um, to Texas here later on. Um, but another team in the Big 12, um, Baylor puts an absolute beat down on Kansas State, um, wins 107 to 59, and it really just shows a couple of things. One, how good Baylor is, how good the top of the Big 12 is, and two, how bad Kansas State and the bottom of the Big 12 are. Um, you know, Baylor, one of the number or one or two best teams in the country, definitely top two team in the country um, between Baylor and Gonzaga. No one's going to be arguing that. Um, and Kansas State, one of the worst teams in the country, it seems like. Um, you know, Bruce Weber's job at Kansas State seems to be all but over um, pretty much at this point. So it'll be interesting to see um, how these how these two teams' seasons finish out. Um, but another team that I was kind of kind of enjoyed watching on Wednesday night was Clemson. You know, Clemson had a couple of bad losses these last few days. 
or last few weeks, rather, um, end up they lose a game to Virginia, lose a game to Florida State, and they lose both those games in pretty bad fashion. But they are able to sneak by Louisville in this one. Who Louisville comes into this game? I'm pretty sure they were uh, they're, they're definitely ranked in the AP poll, 24 or 25, something like that. I don't remember exactly where they were in the AP. Um, but you know, Clemson ends up winning by four, 54 to 50. You know, definitely a low scoring game. But that's that's just a Clemson defensive battle. Clemson's really comes down to how well their defense plays. If their defense can limit to you to basically no points, they're probably going to win the game. Otherwise, this Clemson team doesn't have a whole lot of explosion um, on offense as far as that goes. So um, definitely will be fun to see how the ACC shakes up to end the season. Um, but that about wraps that up for the college basketball news um, for this past week. Moving into this weekend's college basketball picks, we start out um, on Friday um, we start out with Detroit taking on Youngstown State. Detroit minus two in this one. Now Detroit comes into this game um, as the 120, uh, sorry, 246th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. Youngstown State 203 in the hot tip bet rankings. Um, but Detroit has really played, really shot the ball extremely well this season. You know, 36.7% from beyond the arc, 764 from um, the free throw line with an effective field goal percentage of 51.4. Youngstown State, on the other hand, 28.1 from three, 67.7 from the free throw line, and an effective field goal percentage of 47.1. Um, now, this Detroit team, while their record doesn't necessarily show, um, doesn't line up, I guess, with um, some of this scoring, you know, four and eight on the season compared to Youngstown State, eight and eight. Um, I think this Detroit team is a very, a very talented team. Um, has a lot of potential. Um, they've done a great job this season limiting turnovers. You know, only turning it over on 15.6% of their possessions, while Youngstown State turned it over on 17.8% uh, of theirs. I mean, they're just a better offensive team all around. 123rd in adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, Youngstown State 134 in adjusted offensive efficiency. So, um, like Drake or not Drake, <laughs> got Drake on the mind still. Like do or, oh my goodness, I can't say it. <laughs> like Detroit <laughs> minus two to take care of business um, versus Youngstown State. Um, the second game we have on Friday's card, we got Appalachian State taking on Troy. Appalachian State comes into this one. It's the 195th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. Um, Troy comes in at 304. Um, you know, Appalachian State does a very good job um, so far this season winning basketball games, you know, 12 and 5 on the season, Troy 6 and 9 on the season and Appalachian State um, just just done a really good job. You know, one of their, their strongest parts of their game is turnovers, you know, not turning it over that much, only turning over 19.2% of their possessions. Well, Troy, on the other hand, turning over on 21.9% of theirs. Um, and they're also just a very good team on offense, especially when it comes to shooting the basketball, you know, 34.5% from three with an effective field goal percentage of 50.8. Um, Troy, on the other hand, 27.3 from three, you know, an effective field goal percentage of 42.9. Um, you know, App State comes in 147 in offensive efficiency compared to Troy's 325. So definitely like Appalachian State to cover that spread and take care of business in that game. Um, the next game we got another Horizon League game. We got uh, Green Bay taking on Cleveland State. Now we were against Green Bay um, a few days ago. Um, but, you know, Green Bay comes under this game as the 277th ranked team. Um, Cleveland State 210. <laughs> Um, Green Bay done a very good job of uh, shooting the basketball this season. 73% from the free throw line. Cleveland State 65.7 from the free throw line. Um, you know, but one part, one th really good thing about Green Bay is there is their three point ball. You know, 36.1% from beyond the arc. Um, while Cleveland State only 30.8% from beyond the arc. You know, we were against Green Bay 
um, a couple of days ago. Um, and they really looked like a very good team in that game. I really thought that, <laughs> really did not like that bet after um, after I watched that game. So definitely like Green Bay to to cake tear in this one. You know, they definitely got a very good offense, 177 adjusted offensive efficiency, while Cleveland State 257 adjusted offensive efficiency. So definitely like Green Bay, the Green Bay plus the five and a half in that game. Um, the final game that we got on Friday's card. We got Coastal Carolina taking on Georgia Southern. Coastal Carolina, three and a half point favorites in this one. Um, Coastal Carolina comes into this game as the 149th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings at 11 and 3. Georgia State, not Georgia State, Georgia Southern, 237th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings and 10 and 7 on the season. Um, one thing that really sticks out to me about this Coastal Carolina team is their ability to grab um, the the offensive rebound. Um, 300 and uh, 300. 36.3% offensive rebounding percentage. Georgia Southern, 31.1% offensive rebound percentage. Um, and Coastal Carolina is shooting uh, extremely well coming into this one. 39.3 um, from 3 and 73.8 from the free throw line. Georgia Southern, on the other hand, um, while well, you know they're 294 from 3, is nowhere near the worst in the country or anything. Their 52% from the free throw line is not good. When you're only making half of your free throws, it's very, very hard to win college basketball games. So, you know, I definitely like um, Coastal Carolina to cover that three and a half point spread to close out Friday's card. Moving on to Saturday's card. Um, the first game we got, we got an ACC showdown between Miami and Wake Forest. Um, now, we've been on against Miami. We were against Miami the other day um, when they played Notre Dame. But watching that game, while they didn't, Miami team didn't play very well in that game, um, they just really haven't, they've kind of struggled here as of late. Um, just to win games, you know, six and nine on the season compared to Wake Forest, four and six on the season. Um, you know, neither of these teams are are winning basketball teams by any means. But Wake Forest has played just a lot better, shooting the ball, um, way better coming into this one. You know, thirty five point three from beyond the arc for Wake Forest with a seventy five point three um, free throw percentage. Well, Miami twenty six point nine from beyond the arc, um, and sixty eight point four um, free throw percentage. And you know, when you're shooting twenty six point nine from three. Um, in this era of college basketball, it's it's really hard to win a basketball game. Um, and, you know, they haven't done much better from the field either. You know, 47.3 with an a, a effective field goal percentage. Well, Wake Forest, uh, an effective field goal percentage of 52.3. Um, and, you know, Wake Forest, just a better offensive team, 113 adjusted offensive efficiency compared to Miami's 160. So definitely like Wake Forest to cover the spread in that one. Next game on the card, got Morgan State taking on Coppin State. Morgan State comes into this game. Um, at eight and four on the season, three hundred ranked team in the hot tidbit rankings. Coppin State six and nine on the season and the three hundred thirty seventh ranked team in the hot tidbit rankings. Um, now, one very impressive thing about Morgan State is their offensive rebounding, thirty two point six percent offensive rebounding percentage so far this season. While Coppin State only pulling the ball off the offensive board seventeen point eight percent of the time. Um, and Morgan State is just a much better team on offense, 250th in adjusted offensive efficiency, compared to Coppin State's 345th um, in adjusted offensive efficiency. And this is really shown by the, uh, Morgan State's ability to shoot the basketball, you know, 76.3 from the free throw line with a 34.9 uh, three-point percentage and an effective field goal percentage of 51.2. Coppin State, on their hand, 30.3 from three, um, 60.1 from the free throw line and an effective field goal percentage of 50 of, uh, sorry, 47.3. So um, Morgan State, um, you know, go on the road in this one. I think you can get it done and cover the spread in that game. Um, for the next game, we do move back 
into the ACC. You know, I've bet a lot of <laughs> quite a few ACC games this year. Um, but one team that kind of got, um, I don't know, thrown under the radar. They are the defending national champions, <laughs> but um, kind of has been getting slept on by by some people is Virginia. You know, Virginia 11 and 2 on the season. Um, they come in and play Virginia Tech in this one. Virginia Tech 12 and 3 on the season. Um, but Virginia is the number five team in the country in the hot tip bet rankings. Virginia Tech, on the other hand, 52 um, in the country. And this Virginia team, it's it's really just it's just a very very good team on both sides of the basketball. You know, 10th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 11th in adjusted defensive efficiency, which is kind of crazy that they are. I guess that low in, in defensive efficiency, you don't think it's Virginia as 11, you know, they've basically been up around one, two majority of the season, but they did that. They, they have fallen a little bit there, but they're, you know, still a top 11 team in both categories. I think they'll take that. Uh, Virginia tech 59th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 31st in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, but you know, this Virginia team, while they are looked at very much so as a defensive team, that doesn't mean they can't shoot the basketball. You know, 39.6% from three, um, 80.5% from the free throw line. We, you know, when you're making 80% of your free throws, that's going to win you a lot of basketball games. That's going to get you a lot of late game points um, that helps push the games in other directions. Um, and an effective field goal percentage of 58.6. Virginia Tech, on the other hand, well, not the worst in the country by any means. Definitely not as good as how Virginia's been playing. You know, 338 from the three, 69.2 from the free throw line with an effective field goal percentage of 51.6. Um, you know, they've also Virginia Tech's turned the ball over quite a bit more coming to this one, 17.6% of their possessions, while Virginia only turned it over on 13.9% of theirs. So um, this Virginia play um, is probably one of my favorite plays of the entire um, Saturday card. So definitely like Virginia to cover the spread in that game. Um, and the next game we got on the card, I got another team out of Virginia, um, but one one that probably probably gets overlooked a little bit more than Virginia and Virginia Tech, um, and that is VMI, Virginia Military Institute, um, taking on UNC Greensboro. VMI comes into this game at nine and eight on the season. UNC Greensboro eleven and five. Um, and while this VMI team hasn't played lights out on for you know majority you know they're not the best team in the world they do have a pretty good offense you know 91st in adjusted offensive efficiency according to unc greensboro um, 141st in adjusted offensive efficiency um has also shot the ball very well 39.4 percent from beyond the arc um well unc greensboro 28.7 from beyond the arc um and hitting a lot of free throws you know 79.1 from the free throw line well unc greensboro 50.8 um, and while i keep harping on this for teams that suck at free throws when you're only hitting half of your free throws, that doesn't win you very many college basketball games, you know. Um, it's hard to close out games um, late in, you know, late into the game when you're only hitting 50 shots. When you can only count on making one of one of those shots, and if you miss the front end of the end, front end of the one and one, um, missing out on essentially two uh, free points there, it's hard. To, it's hard to win basketball games, you know. VMI also has an effective field goal percentage of 54.5. Uh, while UNC Greens were all 47.7, but um, definitely like VMI getting this many points to take care of business in that game. And for the final play of the day, we move back into the ACC, back on a team that I've been on. Um, I think I was on them in their last two games. Maybe uh, for sure I was on them um, last weekend against Miami, but Notre Dame <laughs> taken on Pittsburgh. Um, while Notre Dame is is far from a good team, you know, five and nine on the season. Pittsburgh eight and four. This Notre Dame team has shown some sparks. Has shown that they can play some good basketball. Um, and that's and that really shows up in the stats. You know, they're the thirty seventh ranked team in adjusted offensive efficiency compared to Pittsburgh's eighty seventh in adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, and Notre Dame's also done a very good job just 
not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 16.4% of their possessions, while Pittsburgh turning it over on 18.6% of theirs. I'm um, noting him also shooting the ball extremely high level, 37.2 from three, 77 from the free throw line, and effective field goal percentage of 52.8. Um, while Pittsburgh 32.2 from three, um, 65.5 from the free throw line, and effective field goal percentage of 48.8. So, um, I definitely like Notre Dame to take care of business on the road against Pittsburgh in that game. All right, and moving on to Sunday's college basketball card. The first game we got on Sunday, we got Illinois State taking on Drake. Now, Drake is a pretty heavy favorite <laughs> coming into this game, um, which isn't, isn't exactly what you want to hear for this Drake team. But Drake is one of those teams <clears throat> at this point in the year. It honestly doesn't matter to me. Uh, what the spread is in their game you know they're 15 and 0 straight up on the season 13 and 0 against the spread on the season and when i've bet on them this season they've won nine games for me so until this drake team loses a basketball game there is absolutely no reason for me to bet against them um and that really this game especially is backed up by the stats um on how and on, on betting them you know um they have played very well you know 41.5 percent from um three from three and well, Illinois State only 38.1, which let's be honest, 38.1, nothing bad um, as far as shooting three. But Drake is shooting is slightly better there. Um, well, Illinois State, the one place they do struggle to shoot the ball is from the free throw line. Um, only hitting 59.2% of their shots. Um, and also only have an effective field goal percentage of 50.9. Um, while Drake, nothing special from the free throw line, pretty average at 70.4. Um, they are just have a very good effective field goal percentage at 57.2. Um, so definitely doing good there. And they also do a good job not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 16.8% of their possessions, uh, while Illinois State turning it over on 18.8% of theirs. Um, but one thing that really helps this Drake team kind of close out games uh, and get more points is their offensive rebounding, um, pulling down 34.6% of those, uh, while Illinois State only a 22.4% offensive rebounding team. So while this is pretty much just an automatic bet on this Drake team at this point in the season. Um, until they lose, well, until more specifically they don't cover the spread, I just have to be keep betting on this Drake team. So um, play for this one, Drake to cover the spread in this game. And since there isn't um, a super huge card um, on Sunday, Drake is actually going to be the only pick um, for Sunday. So moving on um, to Monday's card. First game we got on Monday. We got East Tennessee State taking on Wofford. Uh, Wofford comes into this game as the favorites. Wofford has been playing pretty good basketball as of late. 36.2 um, shooting from beyond the arc. Well, East Tennessee State only shooting 32.7% from beyond the arc. Um, Wofford also very good team. One of the things that they've done um, very good this season is not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 19.9% of their possessions. Well, East Tennessee turning it over on 22.9% of theirs. Um, Wofford also... Um, has has just been a very good offensive team, you know, 98th in adjusted offensive efficiency compared to East Tennessee State's 207, um, and, you know, definitely, and, and just a better shooting team, 54.6 effective field goal percentage, while East Tennessee State, um, a 49.3 effective field goal percentage, so like Wofford, take care of business and cover the spread in this one. Um, and the second game we got um, on the day for Monday is a is a repeat of Sunday's car. We got Illinois State taking on Drake. Um, now, since we are recording this, um, you know, early on for the podcast, um, not exactly sure if Drake ended up covering for Sunday's game, um, but for the case of this, we're going to assume they did, um, assume they covered. If they didn't cover, um, then this this pick may end up getting scratched from Monday's card, um, but for the time being, leading up to that, um, um, we'll just act like they did. If they, Definitely check out Twitter and Instagram to see um, if this ends up making the official card, 
But um, Drake comes into this game playing very good basketball, you know, covering in all of their games um, so far this season. Um, and they've shot the ball extremely well, you know, 41.5% from beyond the arc, 70.4% from the free throw line with an effective field goal percentage of 57.2. Um, while Illinois State, on the other hand, 38.1 from three, um, 59.2 from a free throw and an effective field goal percentage of 50.9. Um, and Drake's just a very good team on both sides of the basketball, 46 in adjusted offensive efficiency, 66 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, Illinois State, 255 in adjusted offensive efficiency and 241 adjusted defensive efficiency. So definitely like Drake uh, to cover yet another spread um, in this game. So yeah, definitely take a look at Twitter, Instagram, and check just check the article up on hottipbets.com um, to see what if there was an official play for this game. Um, if not, it it won't be up there. But um, that is the Drake is the play for that game. So that about wraps it up for this week's podcast. Definitely, if you haven't already, head over to the website. Um, check out all of the computer model picks up there. Um, got you know horse racing picks daily up there. Got college basketball and the NBA um, up there daily. Also the NHL up there daily. Um, and you know have a Super Bowl pick here um, in a couple weeks when that game well, Super Bowl Sunday when that game's happening. Um, that pick will be up there. Also, definitely take a look about <clears throat> on the rankings pages up on the website. Got college basketball picks and NBA picks that update every day um, on the website, um, as well as NHL picks should be should be up on the podcast semi soon. So definitely take a look, um, see if those are up there yet or not. Um, also, results are always up on the website for the all the podcast picks and. Um, all of the computer picks, so definitely go ahead and check those out. Um, and if you're not already following on social, make sure you're following me at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, um, and any other social media platforms <laughs> that may pop up. So, um, thanks for listening to episode 25 of the Hot Tip Bets podcast, and I'll see you on Tuesday.